The night is dark and full of the extraordinary as we continue our epic travel through time in episode three of The Eternal Return, possibly the most extraordinary tale of the extraordinary. After super scientist Heinrich von Kliegel attempted to rebuild a device to open a wormhole in space and time, he accidentally wound up lost in space and time. How terribly ironic, don't you think? Lucky for the doctor, erstwhile explorer and now time traveler Little Dickie Broughton tracked him down to the year 1950 and 8, a time of alien hysteria, communist hysteria, and rock and roll hysteria. It was hysterical. On the run from G-Men and Soviet assassins, the pair teamed up with an older Vesper Kingsley and her son, Ricky Moon, whose father was none other than down-and-out former screen star, Randolph Moon. Yes, let that sink in for you folks. Done? Well, sink no further, for tragedy struck when Ricky's girlfriend, Hope, was murdered in a shootout with the infamous Soviet agent, Mistress Natasha. No sooner had this innocent bystander slipped off her mortal coil than the man-made coils on Dickie and the Doctor's time travel devices activated, shunting them forward another 30 years into an even more futury future, 1980 and 8, where they came face to face with Hope, alive and well. Is it the same woman? How can this be? It's a mystery, brave listeners, a mystery best solved in the back of a Ford LTD Crown Victoria as this car of the future travels down the 101 highway through downtown Los Angeles. Like, oh my god, my dad would kill me if he ever found out that I picked up some hitchhikers, you know? Oh, but we are upstanding citizens, I assure you. I'm so sure. Still, a couple of old dweebs like you seem pretty harmless, right? Yes, that's us, old uh, dweebs. Doctor, could I speak with you over here in the corner of this gargantuan back seat, hmm? I'll be right there. Are you guys gonna, like, start Frenching or something? Because I'm already this close to spazzing out, because you know my name, old guy? I'm not sure what you said, but I assure you it was just a lucky guess. Uh, Just drop us off at City Hall and we'll be out of your hair in a jiffy. Like, I'm already doing that, Kay. Doctor, we cannot let her out of our sight. I was going to say the same thing. This is most unusual. You see it too, then? Same appearance, same use of bizarre colloquialisms? It's uncanny. I'm developing a theory that the two hopes are somehow connected, but it may take some time to come to a proper hypothesis. When I appeared in 1958, she was the first person I saw. I as well. And when she died, our time harnesses... W.I.T. devices, or WIT-D for short. Fine. WIT-D harnesses. They activated and shunted us to this time. I am still working out what happened. This is twice now that they have activated without my control. The first was in 1904. Did I ever tell you of the time I had lunch with Pablo Picasso and Albert Einstein at the Lapina Gilles? Numerous times, Doctor. Oh. Could she be some kind of time magnet pulling us to another her in time once she died? I don't often say this, young man, but that sounds absurd. 
True. But it's all I've got. I was thinking she might be more of a time anchor. Rolls off the tongue, don't you agree? I'm equally concerned with our continued jumps in time. We are getting further away from our own time instead of closer. I'm not sure we should see what the world would be like after our natural lifespans. Do you ever think that maybe our dead bodies could be somewhere? Uh, well, if we continue to move forward in time like this, then how would there be any dead bodies to find? Oh, yes, very true. If we never get back to our own time, then we... Like, I'm totally sorry to slide into your super secret convo, but do you know these guys following us? What? Are you sure they're following us? For sure, yeah. Every time I change lanes, they do too, and look at them. I mean, like, a pair of yuppie hosers. Lame. They do resemble the two federal agents who visited me at the hospital earlier today. Or, I mean, 30 years ago today, or something. But how would anyone even know we are here? That's impossible. Are you sure you haven't incurred the wrath of the law somehow, Miss Hope? Like what? No. Maybe like a skosh, but not that the feds would have noticed. Unless Cynthia totally narked me out. She can be a real Joni sometimes, you know? God. I think she said yes. I'm not sure what the local temporal saying might be, but could you perhaps lose our tail? Oh, how so five. Oh, definitely old guy number two. My daddy taught me some radical motions. Check it. Oh! Hold on to your butts! Ow! Like, oh my god! Put on your seatbelts, you guys! What is wrong with you? A what? Where? I think it's this strap thingy. How does it work? Try clipping in there. Nope. Don't stay in. No, that's mine. Okay, try that one. Aha! Got it! Uh, doctor, I think the strap goes over your arm like so. Oh? Yes, that does seem more logical. Hey, watch out! We may be in for it at the next traffic light. What are you talking about? This is the freeway, doy. <laughs> yes, of course. What's a freeway? I think it's like a highway, but bigger and freer. That does explain the massive road we've been traveling on and why we haven't stopped yet. I had to make a quick turn onto the 110 North. I'm pretty sure I lost them unless they're crazy enough to flip a bitch on the 101. But that would be total suicide, right? Yes. Tight. We can hook onto the 5 up ahead and then come back down through surface streets. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, you refer to the Helio Chopper up ahead? The what? Now who sounds mental? It's a black chopper. Harsh. Well, what harm could it do, really? It's up in the air. Spoke too soon. Like, for real? It's landing in the middle of the freeway. What? Is this normal for 1988? This isn't normal for any time. The natives are restless. All right, there must be a way around them. Hope, dear, if you would just... I surrender! Like, please don't kill me, okay? What are you doing? Get back in the car! Ah, drat. Doctor, take control of the vehicle, would you? One of these days, you simply must learn to drive a car. Now is not that day. Come on. All right. So, how does one get out of these things? I seem to be trapped. I don't... If you just... I can get this over my head and... Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to push this. this oh, this... Ha! Ah! Free. 
All right. Um, she left the keys in the ignition, so that's good. Um... What are you waiting for? The Federales are walking right this way. It's just that I can't seem to find the gear shift, or the clutch, for that matter. What are you on about? It's in the... It's, uh... Hmm. What in the bloody hell? There's nothing there. How do they drive? Maybe they only use one gear now. Or, or a variable transmission that continuously moves between gears. A sort of automatic... Excuse me, gentlemen. Uh, would you mind uh, please exiting the vehicle? Uh, I'm sorry. There must be some mistake. Not if your names are Heinrich von Kliegel and Richard Rotten. Well, then I guess you are indeed correct. Doctor, what are you... Truly? Mr. Broughton, I presume. She said you might be a little obstinate. She? She who? The woman in charge of this operation. An operation we had hoped would go a little more discreetly. I'm not at liberty to say her name in such a public place. However, she said you might know her by another moniker. The Silver Fox. <gasps> no! Yes! Two savings! When you act now and purchase this unbelievable product from our future sponsor. Hello, it's me, Prince. In a few days, the 1988 Democratic Convention will begin, followed by the Republican Convention a few days later. If you are as dissatisfied with the possible candidates as much as I am, then you will appreciate that today I am announcing my candidacy. But lovers, Running for president is expensive. To raise money, I have created a few dazzling products that will join peoples from both parties. When you combine red and blue, you get the most delicious color, purple. For three payments of $19.99, you will get a can of spray-on hair color, purple mane, purple mane. For the elderly who are in need of support, you can buy a purple cane, purple cane. If you got trouble with your plumbing, purple drain, purple drain. Oh, wheat bread is nutritious and fashionable nowadays. Bring to your breakfast table a few slices of purple grain, purple grain. Finally, for the ladies who have always wanted prints in your pants, I'll send you a sexy pair of purple Hanes, purple Hanes. Honey, I know, I know, I know times are changing. It's time we reach out for something new. That means you too. So let your freak flag fly. Let your colors be seen. I only want to see spraying of that purple mane, purple mane. This message is brought to you by Prince Rogers Nelson for President 1988. Order now in only three easy installments of 1999, which is pocket change in the future, folks. Let us now return to that future, as our three heroes find themselves in the purgatory of a nondescript waiting room in a nondescript building, surrounded by nondescript walls and locked doors. Not that they mind, for they have discovered the greatest technological innovation the future ever created, daytime television shows. For the Japanese people. I mean, you can respect somebody that's beating the hell out of you, but they are uh, I've been watching the hell this out of opera this show for 10 minutes Kuwait, now, and there hasn't even like been a hint of singing or music. Kuwait, Just this rather like smarmy robber baron who speaks we in vagaries and reeks of narcissism. Why aren't they paying us 25%? I can't stop staring at his odd mouth. I have yet to see any proof that he has upper teeth. Would you ever? 
Probably not. Though his hair I, is I magnificent. God, this isn't opera, okay? It's Oprah? Oprah Winfrey or something? That's the lady with the big hair. Who, the negress there? Oh my God, you can't say that! What? The N-word! What are you, like, racist? I beg your pardon, I haven't a racist bone in me. You do have a tendency to talk down to people of other, um, cultures. That's not racism, that's merely cultural superiority. I mean, are they British? If no, then they are inferior, ergo. Present company excluded. Wow, you are like a total spaz, okay? Fine, what should I say? Like, African-American or like black? Black. Now who is being offensive? What? How about we just move on? Hand me that thing with the buttons. It's called a remote. Seriously, are you guys for real? I'm not done viewing this performance, thank you. You always hog the remote. Hand it over. Always? Aren't we awfully entitled about something we didn't even know existed until ten minutes ago? Ah, give me that. Hey, here, Doc. Thank you, miss. I don't know how your audience feels, but I think people are tired of seeing the United States ripped off. As we return to Tales of Adventure... Oh, I love this so, show, and how I can see it before my yes. very eyes. Yeah, Ready, in black and white. And this is from, like, now, the 60s. What are we doing? Why do old people only watch old shows? Shh. We are I can't hear. From the fountain of youth, which turns out to be more of a well of youth, which she is currently stuck at the bottom of. Did I ever tell you about the time I hunted a great white whale? Look, pal, this isn't the time. It was a cold, blustery Christmas day we left the Nantucket Harbor. Myself, my captain, second mate Stubb, and let me Like, see. how can oh, you stand it? This guy just won't shut up! Oh, that fellow is my favorite, with his many extraordinary tales. We set off upon the seas in the hopes of catching this whale fellow who had taken our captain's leg. Now I know you're wondering, how hard could it be to find a whale walking on one leg? Say, does this story sound oddly familiar? What are you asking me? I've never been whaling in my life. Oh, I know, I was on this very same whaling journey. How coincidental. There's a folio whale, an octavo whale, and of course, the Dewey Decimal whale, which spends most of his time organizing... Um, excuse me, fellas, it's Beverly, down in the well, of youth. I'm getting pretty full. How much of this stuff did you want me to drink again? Beverly, do not drink any more of that water. We do not know what it will do to you. And we need it to bottle and sell for millions of dollars. This place sure has some creepy echoes. I guess I'll just keep drinking, huh? The ditch is gonna drown. In order to pull the whale into our boat, I fashioned a fishing device such as this one we have here. I call it my multiple man pull rod. I don't know. It looks pretty hard. Just pull here, gentlemen. All of you. If this doesn't bring our dripping wet lady, I don't know what will. One... Two? How wonderful to be able to see the program. On radio, I'm sure this scene would be quite boring. This is how it was back in the war. Get on the tail, Count! Ah, ah, ah. Wait, what is that you're holding? 
Yes, Count. How would rope and handcuffs help us at a time like this? Uh, and a gun. Thank you, Doctor, for keeping everyone distracted while I was able to radio my friends at the Consortium. The Consortium? Nah, you don't mean Gorfos Consortium. And what if I do? We will be taking over this fountain slash well of youth for Gorfos' master plan. And I will take pleasure in killing you and drinking your blood. What about poor Beverly? Don't worry. First I'll save her. Then, I'll kill her. That's enough of that malarkey. Well, that was very rude, Miss Drake. I was Miss Drake! Hello, Doctor. But you don't look a day older than when we last saw you in 1928. Wait, like the year 1928? I apologize for the shock. I should explain. The heart of the dragon. You used it, didn't you? Dicky. What is going on? Kingsley said everyone thought we had died in 1928, remember? Yes, but... I left instructions in my will for the heart of the dragon to go into the possession of one Vanessa Drake, the Silver Fox. Oh. It's true. And after what happened to you and the doctor, or what we all thought had happened when the base in India had been destroyed, I thought a little insurance might be in order. I willed the artifact to you in order to keep it locked up. Not to use it willy-nilly. You should have shared it with the rest of the League, Dickie. Maybe then we would have been safe from the Council. The Council again? Mistress Natasha just mentioned that 30 years ago. What is this Council? Not now. Drake, I kept the Heart of the Dragon secreted away expressly to keep people from using it to create super soldiers. Do we really want to be like the Jerry's? Secreted away? After a very public world exhibition, you mean? Well, naturally. I deserve some reward after what I went through to retrieve the damn thing. Can you dweebs, like, fill me in on what your major damage is, or what? Put simply, this woman here has been sucking on a mystical hookah that slows the aging process and renders one nigh invulnerable. Okay, never mind. Actually, you only had a few puffs off it, if I recall. So you are nigh, while I am full-on invulnerable. Your gifts will eventually wear off. How do you know? My associate here, Commander Stryker, is an expert on the properties of the hookah. As a matter of fact, I believe you've met before. Your Chinese is atrocious, white pig. Oh, sweet Mother Mary. The Aztec? Yes, the Aztec. The one you left trapped under a stone door for three years, alone in the dark. Ah, right. Sorry about that. It was a crazy day. Please, may I kill him? I only let you come along because you swore you would resist the urge for revenge. Yes, my lady. But how? Once I freed myself, I went in search of the heart of the dragon. And that is when I found Lady Drake. He was very angry. Very, very angry. Isadora managed to hold him down long enough for us to work things out. He's been with me ever since, learning English and helping me spearhead this organization. Is anyone else, like, totally lost? I'm with you, Miss Hope. And just what is this organization, hmm? Well, after the war... Which one? I expect you lot have had a few dozen by now. You know, it was called the War to End All Wars for a reason, people. Are you done? Maybe. <sighs> Sometimes I miss you, Broughton. This is not one of those times. Anyway, after the war, World War II, that is, bah. I worked with the U.S. government, specifically with the Secret Service. Due to my new abilities and my experience with the League, I was able to create my own organization within the government that was so secret, even the CIA thinks it's a myth. Who? 
The Central Intelligence Agency, DOI. The point is, we're secret and charged with keeping America and the world safe, which is why you were here. Wow, me? No. Sorry, honey. You were just an innocent bystander, I'm afraid. We were hoping to intercept these two gentlemen at the location where you encountered them, but, well, things did not go as planned. I'm sorry, my lady. There was traffic on the 605. I know you said the 710 was more ideal, but... What do you mean? You knew where we would appear? Yes, of course. Vesper and her brother Prime assumed you would make another 30-year jump. We've had that long to work out the rotation of the planet and where you would appear at that exact time on July 13th, 1988. What we didn't count on was Hope Moon. Hope? This Hope? She's related to Randolph, too? You know my gramps, old man? Oh my, this just gets curiouser and curiouser. Your father, is he... Sorry I'm late, Director, I... Hope? Daddy? I'm getting here! Ricky? Dickie. Tavi! What? I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Why is she... and they're here. But my daughter is here too, I am so confused. Join the club, young man. Or, not as young as the last time we met, man. Yes, there's a lot to catch you up on. What's the last thing you remember from 1958? Well, we had just escaped the sanatorium, and Mistress Natasha, she had killed that poor girl. The other hope. What other hope? And our time harnesses mysteriously activated. There was a flash, and we found ourselves here, face to face with a new hope. Fascinating. You think there might be a connection? Indubitably. Wait, Daddy told me I was named after an old friend of his. More like lady friend, if you catch my drift, hmm? Ew! I should mention that Richard here... Yes? Sorry, Ricky, as you call him, is our chief science officer. Oh? Following in Uncle Prime's footsteps. I don't get it, Daddy. I thought you were a computer salesman. Please don't tell your mother, okay? Might I inquire as to the whereabouts of Miss Kingsley? Is she... Vesper is alive and well, Doctor. She still possesses the body of a genetic superwoman, so she's as spry as anyone. She just had other engagements this evening is all. Some kind of charity ball for a goat farm. Oh good, I was worried. Wait, did you say goat farm? This may sound odd. Too late. But we were hoping you could help us solve a mystery. Ooh, I do love a good mystery. Ricky? Ah, yes. Well, we have gotten wind of a possible assassination attempt on one of the presidential candidates. Oh, like that Dukakis fellow. Exactly. Unfortunately, we've reached a dead end. It seems that whoever is plotting this assassination has been communicating using obsolete technology. The kind utilized by my uncle's League of Nations police badge but the last one of those was destroyed in the 60s. Ah, I see where you're going with this. Do you have one or not, Broughton? You know, my dear, it was only a week ago to me that we were engaged in a romantic courtship, replete with affectionate niceties for each other. And it's been 60 years for me. My heart has grown as hard as my skin. Oh, how sad. There must surely be some of that free-spirited silver fox in there somewhere. Or was that all a charade? No, Dickie. I did have feelings for you, when I used to have feelings. Your apparent death hit me harder than I cared to admit at the time. But time and purpose of mission, well, all that matters to me now is keeping the free world from falling into anarchy. Do you have the damn police badge? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Say just one sweet thing about me and- Striker, search him. Oh, you mean this police badge. (laughs) Here you are. Ah, amazing. I haven't ever seen one in such pristine condition. Oh, really? It's been through a lot. Moon, get to work right away on reverse engineering its design. Doctor, would you mind lending your assistance? If you insist. Daddy? 
Uh, I'll see you at home, sweetie. Aw, fine. Right this way, sir. Uh, excuse me, uh, what am I supposed to be doing while you're all sciencing, eh? Or me! Am I supposed to, like, sit around and watch the boob tube in this grody dungeon? Might I suggest chaperoning Miss Hope, uh, Moon, about the town? It's best that we not let her out of our sight, remember? Oh my god, no. What if someone sees me with this wastoid? It would be social suicide. I suppose that would be acceptable. Take this pager with you. We'll contact you when we're finished here. What does it do? It vibrates when we call you. Just keep it in your pocket. Come on, you old spaz. I got a denim jacket in the car you can wear. What's wrong with what I have on now? Seriously? You look like Doc Brown and Indiana Jones had a baby. Fine. But if you want me to have any chance of understanding you, we'll need to pick up a newspaper on the way. Please tell me the Los Angeles Times is still around. Sure, if you're some preppy nerd. Stryker. My lady? Follow them, but at a distance. If I know my little Dicky, he'll be in a near-death situation within the hour. My, what a long scene chock full of tasty exposition! Perhaps you would like to wash your mind out with this tasty advertisement! Or commercial, as they say in 1988 parlance. Yes? Hi kids, this is Dick Clark. We have another special here on NBC's 1988 lineup for Saturday Morning Cartoons. Featuring... Hey girls, who here likes jam? Cause me and my friends are jam girls! And we are truly, truly outrageous! But you know what I love too? Pastries! Coming this fall, a new Gem and the Hologram show, Baking with the Misfits! Making biscuits, we're making biscuits! Followed by Day Glow Chastity Bell! Hey Daddy, I'm going out with Bobby later. Not without this, you're not, young lady. This was handed down from your grandmother to your mother to you. Oh, but it's avocado green, just like the 70s. Push that button there. Oh wow! Fuchsia! Have fun, but not too much fun. Hey babe, you ready to go? Yeah, I am. Whoa! It's like Chernobyl in your pants. It's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Hey! Like a virgin, glowing through my acid-washed jeans. Coming this Saturday, followed by... Hi, kids, it's Prince. You may know that I'm running for president and raising money, so I came up with a brand new cartoon for all y'all children's. It's called Purple Eyeshade. That's right, it's a princess, and when she puts on purple eyeshade, she gets all the powers of Prince. I'm playing the princess. I'm Prince. Give me money so I can be president. See you kids this Saturday on NBC. What an amazing lineup. Almost worth waiting 60 years to actually view it. Let us return now to the equally amazing adventures of Little Dickie Broughton and Hope Moon as they explore the concrete jungle of 1980s Los Angeles in the most period-appropriate way possible. A montage. What? You've never been to a mall? It's like the Crystal Palace at the World's Fair. Yeah, think of it like a city but with a roof, Kay. Why do all the women look like Amazon warriors? What? Oh, those are just shoulder pads, silly. What do they need them to protect them from? It's just fashion. God. Speaking of fashion, you know what you need? A mohawk. A what? Oh, 
Mohican. Why didn't you say so? Hold still, buddy. I make it really pop, yeah? Attila the Hungarian is beyond righteous. You need a mohawk? He is the man. Oh, you're too kind. For the Olympics, I put small flags on each of the livery spikes. It was an international sensation, buddy. I can do the same for you, yeah? Mm, I'm good, thanks. Are you hungry? Let's go get some sushi. In America? Amazing! I was expecting a cart on the street like in Japan. For sushi? Grody! Sushi is tray chic, okay? I don't understand. Did Japan take over America? Oh my god, no! Didn't you ever hear of Pearl Harbor? Too soon, dude. Just hand me that mackerel plate. This is going to take some time to process. Oh, time! We're totally going to be late for that movie! Come on, old man! Ah, what a noisy, brutish film. I may be having sensory overload from all the color and sound. Back in my day, it was just organ music and title cards. Do you have to complain about everything? That movie was, like, totally funny, Kay. Michael Keaton is a comedy god. I can't believe they cast him as Batman. That's gonna be, like, so bogus. I, I did not complain. Oh, yeah. You so do. You bitched about the title, remember? It's pronounced Geis. And the ticket price? Four dollars? That is highway robbery, madam. For that price, I should expect a massage and a Cuban cigar. Good luck. Those are illegal. Why? That is an affront to humanity. Take a chill pill. You know what you need? Like, some exercise or something. I got it. Roller rink! Uh, that sounds dangerous. Ah! You are totally embarrassing me! Like, for real! Man was not meant for such locomotion! Won't they turn the lights up? I can hardly see! Ugh! Just, like, hold onto the wall. You won't... Ow! Never mind. How's your head? Much better, thank you. This blue ice pack is a marvel of modern science. But what I wouldn't do for some brandy... Well, there's, like, a liquor store right over there. What, you can just buy liquor? At, at a store? What do you think this is? Prohibition? You mean to tell me... Ah, of course. I knew it wouldn't last. What is your major malfunction? Never you mind. To the liquor store! I'm buying! Really? Uh, unless it's also $4, in which case, you're buying! <laughs> now this is a party. Oh, I almost forgot. Here's that lame newspaper you wanted. And I got you an LA Weekly, so you can at least pretend to be happening, okay? What an unusually shaped periodical. Hello, what's this? A crack epidemic. Is that some kind of disease? No, crack cocaine, doy. Cocaine, did you say? Yeah, also illegal. Still? Well, yeah, unless you're a yuppie with tons of moolah, but even they don't do crack. That's like poor people stuff. Ah, so something is affordable for a change. Maybe? It's also like a hundred times more powerful than coke. At least, that's what I heard on 2020. You're only making me want it more. Tell me, child, where can we get some of this cocaine candy? I don't know, like Compton, I guess. Compton? How lovely! I used to go horseback riding there amongst the farms. Come, let us drive as we drink! I don't think we're talking about the same Compton. <laughs> I 
told you to leave the jacket in the car. Well, it was chilly. How was I to know they had some pathological hatred of the color blue? In what world does that make sense? This way. Ah, drat, it's a dead end. You got that right, homie. Ah, Mr. Flattop. <laughs> it appears you've caught up to us. Uh, perhaps we can discuss this misunderstanding like civilized men. You calling me a savage mother? Lover. There's no need to bring your mother into this. My mama? I assure you, son. Son? Is that also an unintentional insult? Look. No, you look, little sucker. You come strutting into my neighborhood, wearing those colors, and you are some product? What colors? Denim? That's just a fabric, technically. If you'd like, I can go back to the mall and purchase something in the red slash maroon slash crimson variety. Oh, don't worry about that, blood. When we are done with you, you'll be covered in red. Ain't that right, my ninjas? Let's teach this Monday to Friday. Tourists, what happens when they wear the wrong colors? Best get behind me, child. <laughs> We're like totally gonna die. You got that right, Valley Trash. We're gonna show you what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Man! Ow! Oh! What was that? Vanessa's Aztec bodyguard, who has apparently knocked out young Mr. Flattop. We shall have words. <laughs> Once I have subdued these men. Hiya! Holy wow! There, it is done. Well, we're lucky you happened upon us, my boy. Not luck. I was sent to follow you by Miss Drake. She knows you, as I know you, a source of danger and suffering. That's a bit harsh, if not untrue. You will. Oh, oh my. Your pager. It is... In my pocket, yes. She wants us back at base. I suppose. Look at it. In a moment, lad. I'm rather enjoying myself. Ah, grody to the max. And I mean to the max. Ah, all right, just stopped. You did what? Now, now, it wasn't the young lady's fault, Moon Junior. She drove you there, didn't she? I didn't think he would actually, like, get out of the car once he saw the place. Oh, come now. It's not like we are talking about Marrakesh here. I was always within striking distance, Agent Moon. I'm sure you were, Stryker. I just worry is all. Especially since she looks so much like... Your dead girlfriend? Like, ew! If I may broach this otherwise touchy subject, what was her age exactly when she died? Oh, I didn't ever get that far in conversation with her. We had only just met, you know, and we were pretty, uh, physical. Gag. Spoon. Now. I, I think she was my age, though. Uh, Twenty. I see. And what is young Miss Moon's age now? Twenty? Oh, weird. I see. And... When was she born? I'm right here, Kay. My birthday is June 5th, 1968. I didn't mean to be rude, miss. I meant what time. What? Who remembers stuff like that? 3.27 a.m. Oh. Wow, really? I see. Doctor, are you going to tell us what you're scribbling in that notebook of yours? Ah, good. You're all here. Let's make this quick. The Doctor and Moon have intercepted the encoded transmissions, and it looks bad. They're planning a hit on one of the presidential candidates at the Democratic Convention in Atlanta. We have three days to find them and shut them down. I I'm sorry, but who is they? The Soviets, of course. What? Again? It's been 70 years and the Bolsheviks are still in power? You're about to find out firsthand. Excuse me? You and the doctor are unknowns in this time. 
No one would suspect you work for us. You can easily blend in amongst the delegates and press. Discover the target. It could be Dukakis, Jesse Jackson, or any of the other power players in attendance. Except for Gary Hart, of course. He's assassinated himself just fine. The Doctor and I make a great team. We can monitor communications in real time. But Atlanta? The humidity is unbearable this time of year. Quit your whining, Broughton. There's a plane leaving at 0800. Be on it, both of you. Aye, aye, Captain. Let's save the future president, gentlemen. Oh my god, is that a blue mohawk on your head? Mohican! So much for blending in. What a strange neon-colored future this 1988 is, eh, folks? But our adventurers have already adjusted admirably and are now engaged in saving the free world from an old adversary. Will they stop the Soviets from their assassination attempt? Will the Doctor ever work out the connection between Hope and their time-traveling adventure? Will Dickie ever manage to get his hands on this precious crack cocaine? Find out the answer to one or more of these questions next month, the future, folks, when we continue with the fourth installment of the Eternal Return. So make sure you return to Tales of Extraordinary! Keep the applause going for these fine actors up here. We got Joseph from Windows to Sky, Bennett Cousins, Commodore Jamie Hoff. Oh, am I missing? Oh, there he is, Chris Ruckaboff, fanning himself so his hair flows majestically like in the 80s. We have Rachel Bieber. Myself, Mr. Michael T. Coleman, and my lovely wife, Karen, your maestra. And of course, keep it going for Colette the Bard. <laughs> she can't escape. Do we want to hear one more song from Colette the Bard? One more song? Dying was our baron, lying on the ground. Life seeping away from him, quickly heaven bound. At his side, our lady baroness, face contorted in a frown. Said, love, what would you have of me? He answered, bring me coffee from the town. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. And he answered, bring me coffee from the town. And so our lady baroness called her ladies nigh. She took her silver and her gold, bid her love goodbye. She made no sigh of protest. Twas the duty of a wife, of a strong and noble baron, to search out the elixir of life. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da, to search out the elixir of life. Her mount, it was a hybrid of great mileage and great speed, with room to seat a dozen maids, a fearless noble steed, but with no knack for navigation, and they quickly lost their way, wandering through this foreign land, their hearts laden with dismay, when out of the corner of her eye she saw, looming to one side of the road, a fearsome snarling beast, arrows bristling in its hide, great metal-coated mandibles, teeth powerful and foul, their Dropped its jaws and raised its claws, shrieked an eardrum splitting howl. Thank you. But our Baroness 
such a beauty, need only look into its eyes. It heaved a sigh and settled down, completely mesmerized. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. And the dragon, by her beauty, was mesmerized. And so our lady baroness continued up the road. But as the sun rose higher, she with worry overflowed. When at last she passed a farmer with his child and his wife, begged the baroness, please tell us where is the elixir of life? Said the farmer to the baroness, to yon Starbucks you must go. Tis not a great deal further, just continue up this road. Tis there you'll find a creature, a mysterious and great being. A mage called a barista, doing magic with a bean. The elixir cream and sugar that will cure your husband's ails. Topped with whipped cream and a lid in a venti holy grail. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. In a venti or a tranty holy grail. The baroness, she thanked him and continued on her way. But lo, no Starbucks could she find. Did our lady's resolve sway? No, 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 not ever. Her quest she carried on. But every fool she questioned said that Starbucks is just yawn. <laughs> then above her head, a seven glowing with unearthly light. And there the coffee flowing free. What a blessed, blessed sight. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. Oh, seven, eleven, a blessed sight. Our baroness returned to her husband's side. He said, goodbye, my lady love, for now, alas, I die. Our baroness only smiled at her husband's solemn frown. She said, my love, oh, you'll not die. Here's the coffee from the town. La-da-da-da, la-da-da-da. Here's the coffee, here's the coffee from the town. <laughs> Thank you.